Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca, your host, who has just got back fresh from a full five minutes of meditation. Yes, my first meditation in at least seven years. Um, <laughs> we are doing the book, The Key to Living the Law of Attraction, in the book club this month. And you know what? Every single book we've fucking done has said the power of meditation, the importance of meditation, the vitalness, is that a word, of fucking meditation. But you know what? I've had a few experiences with it in the past. In London, I went to a couple of different classes and stuff to try and fucking meditate. And it is so goddamn hard. But the power of experience, the power of age, the power of time has taught me that You don't need to go to a fucking class. All you need to do is start, exercise that muscle for five minutes. The next day, exercise that muscle for another five minutes and so on and so on. 
And so I just set my timer for five minutes and I was like, I'm going to fucking do it now before I do my podcast. And you know what? It was a wild ride. Five minutes laying on my sofa. It was like inside my head was, you know, when you have that friend that gets really drunk and just can't stop chatting shit and just keeps talking about random bullshit. That was what it was like. Things were coming up, things I hadn't thought of for fucking years and I was having to just not suppress them, but just observe those thoughts and let them pass on. So anyway, that's what I'm trying to do this week, holding myself a little bit accountable by telling you lot, I am trying, no, I'm not trying, you either do or you don't. I am beginning to meditate. So if you want to come and join me on that journey, come and join the book club at any time. I think there's a big misconception about you have to join the book club on the first of the month. We have done 18 incredible fucking books and those podcasts are there forever. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. The back catalogue is there forever. So if you've seen a book that we've done, I talk a lot about Get Rich Lucky Bitch. It literally changed my life. It increased my income by at least 10, 20 times. It was fucking incredible. You might want to do that one. I did about 15 podcast episodes on that one. You might want to do the 28 day challenge of the magic. You know, I've done 28 episodes on that daily podcast you can listen to to keep you on track. You don't have to join on the first of the month. You don't have to do the book we're doing right now. You can join at any time and do any of the books. And as the book club goes further on in its life, we just have more books to add. So anyway, come and join us if you will. Anyway, today I want to talk to you about five habits that will change your life. And the reason I want to talk about this is because, sorry, I feel like this is just a fucking walking advert for the book club now, but it's because I've just been working on it. The thing about the book club is it has taught me so much about how we don't change our lives from going to a big seminar, going to a fucking Tony Robbins seminar and paying a thousand pounds for a ticket. Do you know what? I say that in that tone, but I actually would quite like to do that. I think I'd be too scared to walk on the coals, but who knows? But you're not going to change your life, and even he would agree, from doing one thing like that. That's a catalyst for change. But what will change your life is doing things every single day, doing things regularly, making it a routine, making it a ritual, making it a habit. If you have good habits in your life, you will have a good life. If you have bad habits in your everyday life, you will have a bad life. And so here are five habits that are pretty simple to implement, so long as you take the time, the space, the energy, the effort to do it. And they will literally change your fucking life. So anyway, without further ado, number one is to plan your day the night before. So we first came across this concept in the book Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly, another great fucking productivity biohacking book. I fucking love that. I feel like I actually want to go back and read that again. And one of the things that she talks about is the importance of planning not only your day, but also your week. So I have been doing this for several months now, and I have seen my productivity shoot through the roof. And don't get me wrong, I still have days or time periods where I'm super procrastinating and I have bad habits and I fall back. But you know what? If you're taking a step forward every day, and a lot of people are just stationary. They're not actively trying to improve their lives. They're just stationary. If you are taking a step forward every single day, say in a month, you take 30 steps forward. If you have a week where you're having a period and you feel like shit, or you've broken up with your boyfriend, or you lost your job, or you're just having a downtime, and you take seven steps back, guess what, bitch? You're still 24 23. Look, I can't fucking add up. It's not my forte, but it's, you're still 20 plus steps ahead of everyone else who isn't even trying. So I think quite often people 
want perfection and they're like, well, if it's not perfect, if I can't do it 100% perfect, then I won't fucking do it at all. But you know what? That's not what life is about. You're never going to get further ahead with that attitude. You need to just make small steps, small progress every day. So yeah, I would say I plan my night, my day the night before and perfectly execute it. I'm going to say 75 to 80% of the time. Do I do it 100%? No, but I'm not mad about it because the rest of the time I fucking do it. So anyway, now this is quite a simple process. And you know what? One of my listeners, I'm going to give her a little shout out because I actually fucking love this. She is called the Good Habit Club and she's on Instagram. Her logo is like a little blue circle dot thing. She sent me these daily planners and it's called Good Day Ahead. And I fucking love it. I genuinely, genuinely use this every day. And when I run out of this, I'm going to go and buy this because I absolutely love it. So it has a schedule from 6am to 8pm and it lets you plan in all the stuff that you're doing throughout the day. So I'll go through my diary and I'll look at what appointments do I have? When do I need to drop children off, collect children, take children to baby clubs, do go to fucking dance classes, do work, all of these things, doctor's appointments, everything. I plan that all into the schedule. Then I go through and see where my gaps are when I'm able to get work done, like productive work done. Then you have your top priorities of the day. And these are three priorities. Do you know what? One of the books that we read recently, I can't remember what it was. It was saying that the word priority, the Latin like translation for it is one above all others. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something like that. I probably haven't got the wording exactly right, but it's something like one above everything else. So actually there's no such thing as priorities. You can't have priorities. You have a priority. There is one priority. But anyway, we're going to fucking ignore that technicality. There are today's top priorities and you can list three things that you have to get done. Or it may not even be to get done. Your priority, if you are having a family day out and you've booked somewhere to go with your children and you're super excited about it or you're going on a date, your top priority might be to feel good today, like just to have fun. Sometimes that is your top priority for the day is just to have fun. Your top priority might be relax. It might be your day of rest or you might have a really busy work day and it's like my top priority is I have to record my podcast today or I have to get this essay done or whatever it might be. So you put in your top three priorities. We also have a little box that has today I'm grateful for and it gives you a space for three things to write what you're grateful for because I don't know about you, but keeping a gratitude journal, keeping it in a fucking book, getting that book out every morning, writing, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. And I wish I had time. And that's actually a lie. I've just realized that's a lie. I do have time. You need to prioritize it. But I ain't about that life writing just three things I'm grateful for every morning, having it built into this page, it's fucking life-changing. So the next part is you have a little section of to-dos. So just write your little to-do list. And what's good about this is you might have, (laughs) if you're very OCD like me, a master to-do list. So I have a master to-do list on my phone that is all the shit that I need to get done over the coming days, weeks, months. But then I go through that and I'm like, right, what do I actually need to do tomorrow? Like we all have glass balls, plastic balls every single day. And some of them will be glass balls. If you drop them, they break and you can't repair them. There's no going back. So it could be missing the deadline for something at your child's school. You know, it's silly little things like that that are so important. Like, I swear to God, Bo's school every fucking week has something else you have to pay for. I had to I had to literally walk into the school office and pay 50p for a piece of paper for a colouring in competition. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. But I obviously don't want her to feel like she's missing out and that she isn't part of the colouring competition. So 
It's things like that where that's a glass ball I can't drop. There's a deadline for that. And I don't want her to miss out or feel like she's not included. Your glass balls might be something like this podcast. You know, I would never, ever dream of just not putting out a podcast one week. The key is consistency here. And so I would never, ever dream. That's a that's a glass ball for me. You know, a plastic ball could be something like, um, I really want to write the next chapter of my book. Do you know what? it's not good to defer big goals like that but you're not going to fucking die like your your family isn't going to be in peril if you don't do that so we all have glass balls plastic balls here you can write your glass balls of things that have to be done although you might be putting that in your top priorities and then things that you want to do some longer term goals as well but that you need to make daily time for so sorry I feel like I've rambled on quite a bit there because I got so excited about that daily planner but um Honestly, this is what I use every single night. I just schedule out my day, write my top priorities, what I need to do that day, what can't be missed. Because some days, like there are days where I can have time to schedule to my longer term goals and there's times when I schedule time for self-care. But some days I'm just fucking surviving, man. I'm just fucking surviving. Like this week, I'm a bridesmaid at a wedding in Essex. So there are two whole days when I'm just fucking out of action. I'm gone. And so there's so much just to prepare before then for the children, for work, for everything. And so some days are just fucking glass ball days where you're like, I am just doing what I need to do to get through to the next day. And so planning your day the night before, I can't tell you, it makes such a huge difference. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. In addition to this, you can actually get your stuff ready for the next morning. So the idea of planning your day the night before is so that you wake up. If you have a great morning, you're likely to have a great day and it just has a snowball effect. So I like to reset my environment. And again, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is not 100% of the time. Sometimes I go to bed and there is Lego all over the floor. There are fucking five dolls all lined up like little fucking creepy things on my sofa. There is stuff to be loaded into the dishwasher. It doesn't always get done, but the majority of the time I try to reset my environment, aka tidy up my gaff, and do little things like take drinks and like morning snacks up to the babies so that when I wake up in the morning, life just starts off easy. Snacks are there, drinks are there, everything's ready to go. We come downstairs, boom, we're not in a shit show. Now, I did mention as well that I do like to do weekly planning. The great thing about weekly planning over daily planning is, like I said, with daily planning, you're kind of sometimes just fucking surviving, not thriving, and you're just trying to keep up with what needs to be done. But the great thing about weekly or even even monthly planning is that it lets you kind of get a bigger perspective of where it is that you're headed, what you're trying to achieve in life, and to make time for those longer term goals. So like I was saying, if you wanted to like write a chapter of a book, 
once a week or something. If you were just looking at a day-to-day basis, every single day you might be like, well, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. But if you look at your weeks and for six weeks on the trot, you have not had time to prioritise to your long-term goal, guess what? That goal ain't fucking happening. It ain't happening. So that's the great thing about slightly bigger planning is to oversee those bigger goals and make sure that you do prioritise them. At some point, it might not be in your day, but it sure as hell needs to be in your week. Number two is to create a morning ritual. Oh yes, I am a fan of the morning ritual. Has anybody here read Miracle Morning or the 5am Club? I swear to God, this podcast now is just me talking about the books that we read in the book club. But that is honestly what a change I've had in my life. If you, I'm going to put a caveat here. If you have a young baby or forget I'm fucking talking about this, just forget I'm talking about it. Ignore this whole next 10 minutes. But if you don't have a young baby, you need to read The Miracle Morning and you need to just try it. I beg of you, just try it. It is fucking life changing. Unfortunately, we did the book in the book club when my babies were about... I want to say four months old and it was not the right time for me. I was not fucking sleeping as it was. But if you are not in that situation, you got to try it. There is something truly magical about an early morning, like practice waking before you need to, because it sends a message out to the universe that you have so much to look forward to in the day and that you're not literally just like, right, I'm going to get up at the very last minute I need to. And if you think about it, that makes so much sense. How many of us set our alarms for when we actually need to get up, like the last minute that I have to be up? Well, what message does that send to the universe? It's like, I do not want to enjoy my life. (laughs) I am just getting up when I absolutely have to. Whereas if you flip that around and you're like, I want to get up early because I want to start my day right. I'm looking forward to enjoying my morning, not just enduring it you know, practicing exercise, meditation, doing your gratitude list, whatever it might be, you can create your morning um, ritual exactly how you want. It's completely up to you and everyone's will look different. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't write a gratitude list every morning. I just don't. I don't have the bandwidth for it. The only time that I do it is when we do the magic, which I do probably once or twice a year. And every time I do it, I'm like, oh my God, this is so incredible. I should do this more often. But the reality is, I'm being honest with you all, I do not. But what I do do is I get up probably half an hour to an hour earlier than I need to, because what I've realized is that I only ever, and people do say to me, I'm a very calm mother, and I take that as a big compliment. Thank you very much. But the only time I ever snap at my children, particularly poor Bo, is if we're in a rush. If we're in a rush, we're late and they're just dawdling. That is when, like any mum will know, like or dad, that is very, very frustrating. And so I've realised that in order for me to be a calm mother, which is like something that I really want, it's something that I am like 99% of the time, that I can't ever really be in a rush. And so that's a big priority for me is to wake up early and so we're not in a rush. So that's part of my morning routine. I also spend half an hour, I go into the baby's bedroom and I just lay with them and spend a bit of time with them before we kind of start our day because unfortunately we don't co-sleep. I would absolutely love to. I still co-sleep with Bo and she's five and I think it's so good for babies, it's so good for mothers. But unfortunately... I had two babies at once and they fought over me. They fought over me so much. They knocked my jaw out of line. (laughs) So yeah, that was not meant to be. So yeah, that is part of my morning ritual. The point of me telling you this is that 
you might be thinking, I'm like, right, you've got to get up. You've got to do seven minute workout. You've got to have a Wim Hof style cold shower. You've got to go and piss in the garden because it's good for the earth. I was like, no, I'm not saying all this crazy shit. I'm just saying your morning routine can look however you want. And even something that to the outside may not look like anything that beneficial. It truly can be for you and your family. So we do that. Then we all have breakfast together. You know, I listen to positive music in the morning. So I have certain songs that I put on that uh, really raise my vibration. I now, in addition to that, I listen to my own affirmations in my own, like recorded in my own voice. So that is part of my morning routine. And in theme with that whole preparing the night before so that you have a great morning and a great start to your day is you could prepare things the night before for your morning routine. So for example, if you really do want to write a gratitude list, simply put in your gratitude journal and a pen by the side of your bed will ensure that that happens. If it's downstairs, you're not sure where it is, you can't find a pen, guess what? That shit ain't happening. And as Hal Elrod, the author of Miracle Morning says, master your morning, master your life. Number three is if something takes five minutes or less, do it. So this is something that I've seen a couple of times on like productivity um, accounts on Instagram and stuff. And it's something that's so simple, you could be really tempted to overlook it. But how many times do we open an email and then we think, oh, fuck, I'll reply to that later or something comes through and we'll physically add it to our to-do list, even though the act of writing it or typing it into our to-do list is probably the same amount of work as just fucking doing the thing straight away. So doing a simple task now will basically save you two or three tasks later. So for example, if you have an email come through and it's like, right, you need to reply to this. You could make yourself two or three tasks out of that. You might add it to your to-do list or you might not even be that organized and just add it to your mental clutter, your mental load. Then you'll later on have to remember to do that and then go back to it and try and find the email. And then you might have details that at the time were like fresh in your mind, but you'll have to recall it. And so you'll just, and then you'll have to actually fucking do the task as well, obviously. So you're giving yourself three tasks as well as just simply adding to your mental clutter. And anything that you can do to simplify your life, the better. So the other night I was planning my next day as I always do and two or three things on my priority list were just little DMs or emails that I needed to send out to people and as I wrote them on my to-do list for the next day I thought I'm actually not that tired right now it's still before midnight I bet I could just do that now and so I went into my DMs and I DM'd these two people that I needed to and you know what ticked them off the fucking list job done there and then. And then the next day was already looking so much clearer. So I know this sounds really simple and you're like, Fran, this is not going to change my life. But the next time I bet you it happens today, if it doesn't happen today, it's going to happen tomorrow. There'll be a little thing that you could just do there and then. And you think, oh, I'll put it off. I'll add it to my to-do list. Just try doing it there and then. And I'm telling you, you'll be like, Fran was right. Fran was right. Number four is to follow the 80-20 rule. So there is an entire book on this. I've not personally read it, but we did do a book like this in the book club called The One Thing, which was all about focusing a lot of your time and the majority of your time and attention 
and your energy on the one thing that is going to propel you forward in life, whatever that one thing is that is getting you closer to your goal, your mission, whatever it might be. And it's kind of the belief, um, it's not even a belief, it's a fact that 20% of the tasks yield 80% of the results. So to give you myself as an example, when I take a look at my job and my productivity, you know, I have my weekly podcast, then I have my book club, I have my off-topic podcast, I have my and chill podcast, I have my online store. So I used to do like manifestation boxes. They were boxes that I would create at home of all different stuff and send it out. Um, gratitude necklaces, candles. Uh, we even did fucking manifesting baby grows and stuff like that. Sweatshirts for a short period of time. All of these things, right? I'm trying to think of other things. I do affiliate deals with like HelloFresh, Temple de Luna, um, Better You, all these things, right? But when you look at the figures and you look at where your energy is going and how it's being outputted in terms of revenue or you may not be counting yours in revenue really it might be if you're trying to work towards a bigger goal but in most people's jobs it is revenue or businesses right and when I look at that 80% of my income comes from the book club 80% but I was not spending 80% of my energy on that I was spending it on the podcast, the the shop, the, you know, the courses, all this other stuff. And of course, I spend a lot of time on the book club, but I didn't really spend any time promoting it at all. I didn't have a launch every single month, you know. I didn't even really take pictures with the books. I didn't do reels with them. I didn't do stories. I didn't really do anything. The book club doesn't even have its own logo. It doesn't really have a name. It's just called the fucking book club. So that's when I realized doing that book, The One Thing, that, you know, this is something that brings in 80% of my revenue and I'm not giving it 80% of my time and attention. And so what I did was I cut out a lot of the shop stuff. So all of the products, I got rid of the baby grows. I got rid of the manifestation boxes. And then a couple of things that I really wanted to keep because I genuinely believe they do work and I do love a token, like the gratitude necklaces and the manifestation candles, I completely outsourced them. So I no longer have really anything to do with them apart from marketing. That's it. And so... I would urge you to look at your business or your job and look at where are you spending time and energy and effort on something that is not yielding you results. And you might look at the end of each month and think, okay, you know, for example, if you were a yoga instructor and it's like, okay, I do online courses and from online courses teaching yoga, every month I make £2,000. And from doing three classes a week that takes five times the amount of time, I only earn £800. And so just by doing this simple exercise of looking at the 80-20 rule, you'd be like, hang on, why am I fucking doing classes? I could just cut these out, unless you enjoy them, and do more of the online stuff. So does that make sense? What This literally applies to you if you are a housewife, if you look after your children and that's your job, if you have your own business, if you're employed, no matter what it is, you could even apply this to your goals. It doesn't have to apply to your work situation. You could be looking at your goals and thinking, okay, I'm doing all these different things, but really only one thing is yielding the results. Since finding out more about this whole 80-20, like I said, I've taken the book club. I mean, I take the book club very seriously in terms of inside it, 
that no one sees unless you're in it. You know, I'm literally recording a podcast for it every two or three days. I don't ever really batch them. I do them in real time because I'm doing the exercises along with the book club. You know, I'm doing it in real time. I want to have this proper experience. And so it takes a lot of my time and energy. But from an outsider's perspective, unless you're in that with us, you just wouldn't really know. So now I've put some really simple things in place. Like I have a little counter on my website that says, oh, eight days, five hours, 32 seconds until our next book. And this is what the book is next month and all that kind of stuff. Because it honestly is such a valuable thing to do. Honestly, where in your life do you need to start focusing more of your attention and energy and time on? What is the thing that is bringing in 80% of the results for you? And number five, and this is going to sound so fucking boring. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm about to sound like your mother, but get enough dick. No, sleep. (laughs) Not just sleep, but rest. Get enough rest. So if ever you have been super, super tired for whatever reason, you will know that there ain't no time to work on your motherfucking goals. There's no time. You cannot be bothered. You do not have the motivation to work out. You don't have the motivation to work on yourself. You don't have the motivation to do anything because you're tired as fuck. You cannot enjoy or improve your life when you are tired. And this sounds so simple, but it's so true. So learn to listen to your body. I have definitely got better at this as I get older. And what I've learned is that There's a real difference between, there are times when like I will lack motivation and it will be a certain time of the month, like just before my period, (sighs) forget it, forget it. I'm good for nothing. And there are a few days where I just want to watch Netflix and I just want to play with my children and I don't want to do anything else and I don't want to work on my goals and I just want to exist. And it's important to listen to your body. And that's why it's so important to do like cycle tracking. And I'm so getting into um, how to manifest using your cycle. I'm fucking getting into it, man. It's so, so interesting. But if you are a man listening to this and you're like, I don't have a cycle. There are other times where you just feel really low. You might have been on holiday or been away a lot or been out drinking lots or been working lots. And your body's telling you you just need a rest. Now, There is a nuanced difference between these times where we need to listen to our body and be like, right, I need to rest. And when you're just being lazy. So it's really important to just start observing and listening to your body more. And as time goes on, you will start to know, "Mm, no, I'm just procrastinating and being a lazy bitch. And actually, no, my body needs more rest. My body needs some downtime and not just your body, your mind. So you will need rest to recover. So you need rest to recover. And in fact, the Grace Beverly book, again, working hard, hardly working. She was saying that rest and recuperation is actually productivity in itself. It was so interesting. I'd highly recommend that book if you are into like productivity and living your life to the fullest in the least amount of time that you can. So basically, go to fucking bed. If you're listening to this at two in the morning, go to fucking bed. I now have a rule where I do not like to let anything from the day bleed into the next day. For me, it's like a real energetic shift. So if I'm resetting my environment, basically cleaning up my house because I live with three small horrors who do their best to fuck up my house every single day. If I'm resetting that environment for the next morning, if I am planning my day out for the morning ahead and the day ahead, if I'm planning my week on a Sunday night, 
I will always make sure that that shit does not bleed into the next day. So basically nothing after midnight. And so it's sometimes as simple as that. You don't need to make massive strides. You don't need to say, right, that's it. I'm going to go to bed at 9.30 every night. But if you make a habit of going to bed at one, two in the morning, I know that I'm guilty of that. Just say midnight. Midnight's my cutoff. That's it. I need to go to bed at midnight. And then, you know, if you successfully do that for a couple of weeks, make it 11.30. Small incremental steps will always yield bigger results than trying to make a big leap and not sticking to it. So small. And I tell you what, I'm recommending books all over the shop today. The book Atomic Habits is great for small incremental steps that will help you to achieve big goals. And that's it. That's your five habits that will literally fix 99% of your problems in your life and will make your life so much better. I hope that that's been really useful to you. I hope that that's added some value to your life today. If you enjoy this podcast, please do your girl a solid. Rate, review, subscribe. It makes such a fucking difference. It takes literally two seconds to rate. I mean, I would suggest five stars, but you live your life. You do what you got to do. If you can leave me a review, that'd be amazing. I literally read your reviews. If ever I'm feeling down, I just go to my reviews and I read them and I'm like, what a time to be alive. Um, And you can subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Every single Friday, bing, unless I die, um, it will be there in your inbox. You won't even have to download it. It will just be there ready and waiting. And I'm all about automation, you know, automation and delegation. So take the stress out of having to find this podcast every Friday. Just click subscribe and job done. If you don't follow me on Instagram already, what are you doing with your life? I'm at Francesca Amber or at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Do you know what? Talking about goals falling off track and getting back on track. I I think it was in March. I was like, right, I'm conquering TikTok. I'm doing it. I'm finally doing TikTok. And I lasted about 14 days because you're supposed to do three to four TikToks a day, right? It's fucking savage. And I fell off the bandwagon after 14 days. And I went back on this month and I'm like, do you know what? No. Denise Duffield Thomas says about the importance of batching tasks and batching content. So I spent an entire day, an entire Saturday just batching my reels. And I've been posting two to three reels or TikTok videos a day. And I'm just trying. If you fall down, if you fall off the wagon, it doesn't mean it's over for you. You just need to get back on and try again. And this is why I like to share this with you because because I just don't see it as a failure. Failure is if I just didn't try again. So yeah, I've got a little accountability piece of paper. It's actually a habit tracker book. And every single day I need to tick how many TikToks I've done. It's very, very OCD, but there we go. But do you know what? I went on there last night because one of my problems is I don't really use TikTok. I'm not really like a content consumer of TikTok. So I don't really understand it or I don't really understand what people want. And so I was just looking on there and there's this girl called, oh, I've forgotten her name now, but she's this girl from up north. She says that she looks like a sloth. She's got red hair. She's not, I don't think she's unattractive, but she's like, okay, basically, sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm bigging this up too much now, but she's basically this girl. I want you to understand she's quite um, like working class. And apparently she was go- like visiting food banks this time last year. So she has a TikTok account and she's huge on TikTok and she has an OnlyFans account and she is worth, I can't remember now, either 50 million or 500 million. No, it's got to be 50 million. 50 million pounds. She's one of OnlyFans' top earners. 
And she was posting this thing where someone had commented saying, people like you are a drain on society. I bet you don't pay your taxes. And like anyone will know anything like Patreon, um, OnlyFans, all that kind of stuff. They have all your tax information. Like you, you can't, you can't do that at all. And she posted a thing that said, in January, I paid £189,000 in tax. And I was like, what? What the fuck? And it's just, do you know what? The reason I talk about TikTok so much is because if you don't follow Gary V, you need to go and follow him. He talks about NFTs a lot, which I don't really understand. But he also talks about the importance of TikTok and how if you have a niche, you fucking got to get on there because it's still in its like early heyday and it's like the window is closing. Sorry if I'm losing you with this, but if you have any kind of niche that you like talking about or anything, you need to fucking get on TikTok. You need to just be consistent with posting four TikToks a day, apparently. And I feel like I saw this girl on there because it really reminded me that, fuck, this girl was visiting food banks this time last year. And now she is worth 50 million pounds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It is insane. If I find her name, I'll put it in the show notes below because honestly, it's worth having a look at. You've got to go and have a look. Anyway, oh, my battery says it's about to die on my laptop. What a risky move. I did not plug it in. And this is like a 12-year-old laptop. Bloody hell. Living life on the edge. Right, I'm off. I'm out of here. Oh, let me just say quickly before I go, uh, my six-month accountability workshop literally is happening on the 1st of June, which is next Wednesday. So this is the last time I'll speak to you before then. If you want to come and do it, sign up. It's at francescaamber.com or I'll leave a link down below and I'll see you bitches there. All right. Law of Attraction changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that, I hear it, and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter, and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go, or maybe you're driving a lot, and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.